Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Welcome in another edition of Curd and Long. See Sparky Pfeiffer, Ryan Horvath with you. Follow me on Twitter at Sparky Radio. Check out all the fun interviews I do over there at 1250am.thefan.com. Just had on former Packer offensive lineman Mike Wall. That interview is up right now at 1250am.thefan.com. Ryan Horvath, BetMGM tonight. Him, Trista Crick, Nick Ashu, weeknights, uh, part of the BetQL radio network. Watch the game, listen to them uh, at the same time, give you some in-game betting advice and so forth. Follow him at Ryan Horvat. Special guest to kick off the show for the first half of the show. He is Joe Shasky of the Morning Roast on 95.7 The Game. Follow him on Twitter at ButcherBoy415. Thanks so much for coming on, Joe. How are you? I mean, I'm doing great. What's up, dogs? I mean, let's do this, baby. Well, Niners, Packers, 10 times in 30 years? Yeah. Let's go. I'll start off by saying congratulations on your undefeated season for the Niners. Uh, I hope you're able to uh, complete history because based on all the talk that I've seen and heard, I feel like we're going against an undefeated team that hasn't lost all year, doesn't have a loss. They are the unbeatable force known as the San Francisco 49ers. That's how it feels to me as a Packer fan watching all the stuff coming out of San Francisco. Uh, but feel free to elaborate uh, where I'm wrong. Well, I mean, let's let's talk about the 49ers. I mean, this is a battle-tested, you know, playoff war daddy that they've built, and they've got a fully healthy CMC who's had three and a half weeks of rest. They've got Debo Samuel, who was the only player outside of one other dude in the 40s, to go 1,000 all-purpose yards four straight years as a running back and wide receiver to start his career. Brock Purdy broke every 49er passing record that has ever been available. Um, and, and and we're talking about a team that's been allergic to the forward pass for about 20 years since Jeff Garcia left. And you're looking at Trent Williams, maybe the greatest left tackle uh, in 49er history. George Kittle, monster, he's healthy, Ayuk. And I haven't even talked about the defense where they have arguably the greatest pass rusher in 49er history, Nick Bosa, who's also fully healthy, not missing a bunch of time like he did at the beginning of the year. And I think the best linebacker in the game in five-star general Fred Warner. So, Look, the Niners faltered to the Baltimore Ravens, and that's what the national media is going to hold to. They got their ass kicked. There's no other way around it. And, and Brock Purdy looked by far and away the worst he's looked in the 25 games we've watched him. I understand from a national perspective being weary on Brock and the Niners. I've watched this team my whole life. This might be their best roster since the 94 Super Bowl. Who? Hold on a second. I'll let Ryan talk in a second. Who in the national media is weary on the Niners? I haven't seen anybody pick the Packers in the national media. Well, I, we just get a lot of anti-Brock Purdy stuff. I mean, and our, we got rabbit ears for it because of where he was drafted. Mr. Irrelevant. Everybody says, it's the players around him. It's not him. He's a system quarterback uh, of the eight quarterbacks left in the playoffs. I'm taking him last. He's the only one who's not a first-round pick. It just feels like because of the, the narrative around Brock Purdy, the team itself is diminished because nobody has faith in him. And it's very frustrating. He's better than Jimmy G. Jimmy G was a passenger. And I don't know if Brock Purdy is a quote-unquote superstar, but I know this. He is an infinitely better pocket quarterback, touch quarterback, intermediate layer thrower of the ball, and leader than Jimmy Garoppolo has ever been for the 49ers. And Jimmy was a good Niner. I mean, he really was. Brock's already better through 25 games, and it's not close. Yeah, and, and Joe, uh, you know, full disclosure, I have a bet on the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. I think Brock Purdy is awesome. Um, you could say system quarterback, but, I mean, 
I mean, you could say that about really anybody. You could say that about Tom Brady. You, I mean, nobody's like going to play behind a terrible offensive line with no weapons and look good. So Agreed. Um, I do like Brock Purdy. I feel like the biggest mismatch this weekend, maybe all season, is actually going to be Kyle Shanahan against Joe Barry. And I know Joe Barry and the Packers defense has showed well, but I actually like that matchup against Dallas because Dallas couldn't run the football, you know, and – if you look what Green Bay has been doing the last couple of weeks, they'll play a little bit of man defense on third downs. I don't think they're going to be able to do that against San Francisco because then Brandon Ayuk's going to go off. If you play soft zone coverage, Debo Samuel's going to kill you. George Kittle's going to kill you. And that's really where Green Bay struggles to defend the middle of the field. They struggle to defend the run. So that's why I don't really love this matchup. And I think that's the biggest mismatch all week. Um, but, you know, in, in your opinion, who do you see – being the Packers killer this weekend? Is it going to be Debo Samuel? Is it going to be George Kittle? You know, because the thing with Kittle is he's such a good blocker as well. Sometimes he'll only have two receptions. You know what I mean? Who, who do you see being that guy this weekend that we should worry about? Is it McCaffrey, Debo? Is it Ayuk? You know, who's who's your pick to click this weekend? Because you guys do have so many damn weapons. Well, number one, it's always Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he he's he's the best player on the team. He's a first ballot all the same talent. I've been very lucky and blessed. I've been going to Niner games for 40 years. My grandfather and my dad, going back to Keysar, they've had season tickets. I have said this on air, and my dad agrees with me. My grandfather agrees with me. I think Christian McCaffrey is as talented as Jerry Rice. He has no hole in his game. No hole in his game. The guy can pass block. He is tough between the tackles. Vision, patience, toughness, the ability to get small, burst through the hole. Feet past people at the second and third level. I mean, as a pass catcher, he could be the best slot receiver on the team. He's the best player on the team, period. End of discussion. Now, as far as whose turn is, that's kind of the beauty of how they do this. If you stack the box, we're going to go over the top with the play action. Brock's excellent when he turns his back to the defense and he has to throw the ball intermediately over the linebackers underneath the safeties. Let me go to personnel. I want to geek out for a second. This is why the Baltimore matchup was so bad for the Niners. They have the rare personnel up front that is so physical, they just go mano a mano across the board, and then they have two dynamic linebackers in Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith who can hit and cover. Very few have that. Tampa Bay this year was a tough game for the Niners. They ended up winning going away, but it was a tougher game because of Levante David. Teams that have elite linebacker play that can stuff the run and also cover in space do a good job against them. That's why they dismantled the Dallas Cowboys. The Niners crushed them. The Eagles, same thing. They can't cover the middle of the field. So then the option routes with CMC, George Kittle, Debo on the slant, Ayuk over the top. It opens up the entire playbook. Guys, if you can't cover basic stuff in the middle of the field, they are going to eat you alive. I think yeah. they're going to win by multiple yeah. touchdowns. Yeah. And Joe, I love George Kittle. I'm a, I'm a little bit of a betting man, right? So I love George Kittle. Anytime touchdown over three and a half receptions, Jake Ferguson, as we do this podcast, just scored again. He had three touchdowns against green Bay. I know it was in garbage time, but I want to ask you really quick. If green Bay is going to make this a game, I mean, they're pretty big on underdogs. They're nine and a half point dogs. If they're going to pull off the upset on the road, do what Aaron Rodgers never was able to do. Jordan love. That is, you know, I think the one area and you could correct me if I'm wrong, that I worry a little bit about the defensive side of the ball for San Francisco would just be the pass defense, the secondary. They take away everything underneath because, like you said, Fred Warner is the best coverage linebacker in the league. They have such a good pass rush, and they're able to get natural pressure, obviously, with Bosa and now with Chase Young. But is that, you know, the only area that you do have some concern? You know, maybe the secondary with those deep passes down the field, especially the way that Jordan loves playing right now? You know, it's interesting. Like, 
They've been spread out five wide a couple of years ago by Josh Allen, where he was just calling all these audibles and basically doing the Peyton Manning orchestra thing at the line. And, they, and he just diced them up, diced them up. But the real way to beat the Niners, and I know people say spread them out. And, no, no, no. Run the ball right down their throat. When they have struggled against teams, it's when they can't stop the run. Javon Hargrave has been really good this year, but they missed Eric Armstead for a good chunk of time on the back end of the year. And teams were running right down the middle. And when games were close, when they had difficulty, it was because they couldn't stop the run. And then, obviously, now you're not getting home. Now you're able to play action, and you can't exploit the corners. Traverse Ward had an excellent year in terms of interceptions, but he's handsy. He'll get a lot of penalties downfield. I think Diomino Lenore is very underrated. He's a really good player. It's slot in particular. How many teams have a good slot corner? If Isaiah Oliver is on the field, which he shouldn't be, but if he is on the field, he's the guy they will target, 26. He doesn't play a lot but they've had Demo slide into the slot, and then Aubrey Thomas comes out onto the field. That's usually what their nickel and three wide receiver sets look like. And, yeah, they have a rookie safety, Jair Brown. He hasn't looked great. He's taken some bad angles. He's not as good as Talanoa Hufanga. And so I worry about him missing a big-time tackle. I mean, open field tackling has been one of their strengths during the Shanahan era. It could break for a big play if a guy like a safety takes a poor angle. So I'm very, very worried about the back end. But to me, it all starts with Aaron Jones in the run game. If they can establish the run, then it really scares me. Okay, so uh, I want to talk about some of the shade being thrown around uh, from that Niner locker room. I mean, there was some shade thrown at the Cowboys from Fred Warner saying the Cowboys must have taken the Packers really lightly. Kind of like, you know, they would have prepared for them, you know, like they should have. They probably would have won the game. So you got that comment. Uh, then you got guys talking about how Jordan Love actually plays within the offense and does what he's supposed to do, uh, which makes him a little bit more dangerous than maybe what Aaron Rodgers was uh, at some point. Does it feel like to you, I mean, they're saying they're not taking the Packers lightly and so forth. But I mean, to me, if you kind of read between the lines, it doesn't feel like they're all that concerned about this team. No, I see. I think you're misinterpreting because you don't have the context. The Cowboys and Niners have been going at it through the media and Micah Parsons' stupid podcast for months now. So that's a – the Niners and Cowboys hate each other. They got mad. Kittle wore a FU Dallas shirt. He lifted it up after a touchdown. They played each other three times uh, in the last two years, I believe five in the last four. There's a lot of bad blood between them. So the Niners do not respect the Cowboys at all. And so it was probably more directed at them. Regarding the quarterback thing, there is no way around it, guys. I'm telling you, it's not about Jordan Love. Pocket quarterbacks play right in to what the Niners want to play. They want to know where you're going to be so that they can send the house at you, meaning Nick Bosa and whoever's on the edge, be it Chase Young or, or uh, Randy Gregory or whatever, with Javon Hargrave and Eric Armstead. The mobile quarterbacks have crushed them. Josh Allen, who I referenced, Russell Wilson for many years, Lamar Jackson, who destroyed them. The only reason they did a good job against Jalen Hurts is because they literally didn't try to collapse the pocket. They set the edges and stopped running and forced him to throw. They were not going to let his legs beat them. They want to face statue in the pocket quarterbacks. That's where they've had the bulk of their success in the five-year run with Shanahan. My argument for the Packers in this game, if there's going to be one, um, is that it helps that they're essentially uh, playing a mirror of themselves. 
I mean, offensively, they're going to do relatively the same stuff. Defensively, they're going to play zone just like the Packers like to play. So it's going to be uh, kind of like a mirror of themselves. Now, they may have more talent. They may do it at a higher level. But schematically, it's very, very similar to what both teams do on both sides of the ball. That's interesting. I mean, but there's dudes. I mean, you got to block and tackle. You know what I mean? Like, how many teams have the team speed? and physicality of Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner. How many people have a generational pass rusher who could be the all-time 49er playoff franchise record holder for sacks in Nick Bosa facing you this week? I think that's very difficult. I love your receivers. I love the Green Bay receivers, but they're very young. I mean, you won a game last week where Reed didn't have a catch. and You dropped 50. I couldn't believe that that happened. So Romeo Dobbs and them boys, hey, I have respect for them. But this is a big stage. This is a battle-tested Niner team. They've won six playoff games in the three playoff appearances for Kyle Shanahan. This ain't their first rodeo. So I think you're looking at a team that understands every single week you can get knocked off. And losing your quarterback in the first series of the NFC Championship game last year, they have been angry and hungry and determined to get back to that spot. They're not going to overlook the Packers. Yeah, Joe, I was going to ask you for your prediction, but I know that you're going to pick uh, Sam. You already said by four. He picked it by two touchdowns, he said earlier. Well, exactly. So I'm asking. No, I went 42-20. Yeah, so so what I want is your prediction. I want your Super Bowl prediction. Who scares you the most? Obviously, you know, you saw Baltimore Christmas Day. But on a neutral field, especially with uh, with some tape, with Shanahan extra time to prepare, I think I'd like the Niners in that game. Who scares you the most right now? I think the easy one for people to say is Baltimore, but I'm with you on the preparation. I, I think it's really hard to face Lamar Jackson on a one-off if you're not in their division during the regular season. It's a totally different thing when you're completely game-planning for them for two weeks. I'm sorry. I, I know that they might lose this weekend, and this is not their most talented team. I put the Chiefs in the Tom Brady zone. Until they get knocked off, how could you not fear them? I mean, he's, he's the best quarterback I've ever seen in my life. He's unbelievable. And until that man gets knocked out, and I've seen him do it to the Niners, we stuffed him for three quarters. And then the final 12 minutes of the Super Bowl happened in Super Bowl 50. So, like, until I see that man lose, it's very difficult for me to go against Andy Reid and the Chiefs. Yeah. Very good. He is Joe Shasky again in the morning roast, 95.7 The Game out in San Francisco. Check him out at ButcherBoy. 415 on Twitter if you'd like to chat him up. Joe, thanks so much, man, and uh, enjoy the weekend. Thanks, Joe. Let me pretend to not be a giant homer here, guys. Biggest issue for me when it comes to Brock Purdy, he's great at extending the plays. There are times when he extends the plays and he spins out left and throws across his body or spins out right and throws across his body back to the middle of the field. He's gotten away with it on five or six touchdowns this year, but he's also had four separate interceptions on that same kind of play. He's a gunslinger, okay? If that guy doesn't control the ball in the wet, in the mud, that is the one thing that does worry me. I just want to throw that out there. And for those tuning in, it is expected to rain uh, coming up during the game on Saturday night, right? Yeah, there's going to be a rain. I had a meteorologist on today. She's pretty good. I mean, not your normal meteorologist. She's nailed every Niner weather game the last couple of years. She says light rain in the before the game, a little during the game, it's not going to be some tsunami like most people are predicting. The weather's going all over the place. I think they will be rain. I'm really worried about the turf. I think the turf's going to be muddy and crappy. The Santa Clara field is not good. Lovely.
I don't even know who that benefits. I have no idea who a muddy field would benefit. Uh, Joe, thanks so much for coming on, man. Enjoy your weekend, and uh, we'll see what happens. Have a good one. I know I'm an arrogant Niner fan. Think he's up, sipping wine, eating cheese. Bang, bang, Niner gang. <laughs> Love it. All right, there he is, uh, our guy Joe Shasky. Had to go around the board there to uh, hang up on him. All right, all right let's move still, on. I thought you were so disappointed by his prediction that you would just – Oh, no, I completely – you know, it's funny. Uh, my cousin, yeah. uh, who lives out in San Francisco, I got multiple cousins that live out there. She texted me uh, earlier, and she's like, so – you know, I, what do you think about the game? You know, the Niners are really good, but they've lost games they shouldn't have lost, um, so forth. And I was like, yeah, right, come on. Everybody outside, out, out coming out of San Francisco thinks they're going to win this game. I don't see anybody nervous outside of you at this point. Um, and then I said, well, actually, I'm, we're going to have Joe Shasky on our, our podcast coming up here. And she's like, oh, I'm flying to New York tomorrow. I'll, I'll listen to it. I was like, yeah, I, I expect complete trash talk the entire time like he always does. I go, but it, it'll be fun to see how this whole thing plays out. I love Joe. Like, I know fans get mad at him because he he runs his mouth a lot, and I get it. Uh, but when he's wrong, like he was on Trey Lance, being the the uh, next Black John Elway, he'll eat his crow and he'll 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 take it when he's wrong. So Black John Elway, he had that he he, on the big show. He called him the next the the Black John Elway. That's how excited it was. Him and his dad were both in the car on speaker, both chirping about how great Trey Lance was going to be. Uh, and was going to be that guy after Aaron Rodgers left. And obviously uh, that happened. All right, take a quick time out. Come back confident, concerned, and curious. Again, thanks to Joe Shasky for coming on. Uh, I do love me some Joe Shasky, especially when it involves two of our favorite teams. Uh, confident, concerned, and curious. Up next, Ryan Horvath and myself. Hey, it's Sparky, 5 or 12.50 a.m. The Fan, along with my guy Ryan Horvath from BetMGM Tonight. So make sure to check those guys out weeknights uh, as well. Trista Crick, Nick Ashu, and himself. Download the Curtin Long uh, at podcast, I should say, on your Odyssey app or if you download your favorite podcast at. Also, you can check us out on YouTube on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page where we're live streaming this bad boy uh, right now if you want to look at our ugly mugs. Uh, all right, Ryan Horvath, confident, concerned, curious. We do it every uh, Friday going into the game. What are you confident in concerning the Packers going into this game? What are you confident about with the Packers? I'm confident that Kyle Shanahan is probably going to uh... – Stuff Joe Barry in a locker. I'm confident, I confident that Coach- about the Packers. I mean, these aren't concerns. These are confident. I know you have to be positive about the Packers, but yes, confident about the Packers, not concerns. Oh, 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 oh. Well, I'm not really you do this concerned. every week. How do you I'm get confused? I'm not concerned about that, though. I'm confident that Joe Barry is going to get absolutely schooled by George Kittle and Debo Samuel because he doesn't have. And, and here's the thing we'll all blame Joe Barry at the end of the day. Right, but he doesn't I have think the. He already horses. has his job for next year. I don't think this game matters. I agree. I agree. But nor does anybody else have the horses to play man coverage against San Francisco. They've but, lost five you know, games this year. Five. Fair. I'll be positive, right? Um, it's too bad that you couldn't get the audio hooked up because I was going to pick Green Bay to beat Dallas, and you could ask anybody. I did it all week. It's this is not the matchup though. But I am confident that. I think Jordan Love and the offense are going to be able to put up some points and have some success. I think they might even be able to keep this game a little bit closer than people like Joe expect because I don't really like the Niners secondary. And the one area where they're sensitive is the deep shots down the field. The reason that I liked Green Bay so much against Dallas is because Dallas all season long couldn't stop the run, right? They were 30th against the run. And if you go back since really like week nine, since Dallas's bye week, the biggest like they were fugazi, man. They, they were fraudulent. The, the, the biggest like myth in pro football was that Dallas had this top five defense because 
the second half of the season, 46% of runs against them graded successful. 48% of passes graded successful. The only reason that people thought that they had this great defense was because they were number one in pass rush win rate. They could get after the quarterback. They blitz a ton, though, as well. Jordan Love's really good right now against the blitz. Also, something that nobody's talking about, you know, like even without David Bakhtiari, I was actually shocked to see this. The Packers are number two in pass rush block rate. They have the number two pass blocking team, even without Bakhtiari. Bakhtiari, Jesus. Uh, so Jordan Love, like the second half of the season, the reason he's been so good is he's had time in the pocket. The last four weeks, you know, Aaron Jones has been ridiculously good. Having a run game really helps. More and in pass blocking really helps too. Yeah, more Aaron Jones, less A.J. Dillon's a good thing. We knew that, right? We've been talking about that all season long. But you know what's all like I went back and watched every single game. And early on in the season, they relied so much on the deep ball, on the deep plays. And the reason was because they weren't really good on standard downs. And a lot of that was inefficient runs. It was A.J. Dillon for three yards, right? A.J. Dillon on second down. And then Jordan Love being forced on these known passing downs on third and six, third and seven to drop back. Now he's going through all of his progressions. Matt LaFleur is actually allowing right now Jordan Love to play the position of quarterback. He's going through all of his progressions. And, yeah, he still wants to take the deep shots down the field. But because they're better on standard downs and able to actually run the ball for four or five yards per carry, he's taking the stuff in the middle. He has, like, I don't think Aaron Rodgers would have this team playing the way that they're playing right now. Or maybe he would. Maybe Aaron Rodgers always needed a Tucker Craft and a Luke Musgrave because Jordan Love's using the middle of the field right now, man. So I'm pretty confident that they're going to show well on offense. I worry about the defensive side of the ball. We'll get there in a second. Uh, I was jumping the gun, but, yeah, confident that they'll be able to at least put up some points against the Niners' defense, which is good but not great. It was interesting. Uh, I don't know if you saw the, the comments by the Packers offensive coordinator earlier this week talking about this offense with Jordan Love versus Aaron Rodgers and pretty much saying when Aaron Rodgers would check at, at the line of scrimmage, they didn't know half the time what he was actually running. So when they would go back and watch film, they'd be like, what is that? Like, wh what did you check to? What, what, what play is this? And they said with Jordan Love, he's running plays that they actually have that they're able to run. He said, now, look, I'm not knocking Aaron. It worked. We got we won a bunch of games, so I'm not saying it's bad, but with this here, it's easier to make adjustments within the game and so forth because you know what you're playing off of. You know, if he checks to the second play, okay, you know what that is and what to play off of that when you're doing play calling. So he makes it, he says pretty much it makes it easier in game to make adjustments to the game plan when you know everything is being run kind of that's supposed to be run, which is interesting. I never thought about that necessarily. Um, but I guess it would make sense from a player caller uh, standpoint. Um from that standpoint, I'm confident uh, that Jordan Love is going to have another good game. Now, I don't know if it's going to be you know three touchdowns and 325. I don't know if it's going to be that. But I think Jordan Love is going to have another efficient game. Maybe he'll have an interception. Uh, but somewhere along the lines of maybe seven or eight incompletions um, and be pretty efficient. And, and I think when the game is over, I don't think we're going to look at Jordan Love and say he's why they lost it. I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, so I'm confident that he's still going to be Jordan Love and, and play well in this game. Concerns. Go ahead. Now is your time, Horvath. Go ahead. Slam Joe Barry. I'm concerned about you after Green Bay loses this game. Are you going to be okay? Oh, no, I'm fine. I, I said Not before good. last you know week, I, if, really? they, if they lost to Dallas, I was going to be fine. Well, we thought they I were going to be in the playoffs. I mean, the fact that they were in the playoffs was amazing. The fact that they beat the Cowboys even more. And if you hear the Packer players, they're all saying this is house money for them. Like, they're not no. even supposed to be here technically. So from that aspect, I think they'll be fine too. Look, they got, they're got they going to get two 
playoff game reps here, right? So you get the upset win. That's great for confidence. If the Niners beat them, and let's say they hammer them or whatever the case may be, okay, now we know that's what we have to beat next year. Now that gives us motivation to work all the more harder because we know we have to beat them next year probably in order to get. So I I just, I don't think there's a downside to this. The only downside would be if some long-term injury to an important player in this game happens and you lose him for all of next season. That that's the only downside. But if you come out of this relatively healthy and everybody's ready to go for training camp next year, I don't think there's a ton of downside. Even if you get blown out, I still don't think there's a ton of downside. Like, you know, what's crazy about this matchup though, is Joe is like, let me nerd out. But yet he's like still picking San Francisco by 14, which is fine. They probably do win this game by 14. They're 10 point favorites, but you know, what's crazy. If you really uh, hashtag no ball and dig into the matchup, green Bay, if you look at it on paper, and you're lazy, you could say they suck against the run. And that's true. They, t- But you know what? Actually, they defend pretty well, like the outside zone run. The stuff that San Francisco does that Shanahan likes to do this season, they've actually been all right against. What worries me more, I don't – McCaffrey's probably going to have a big game, but I don't think it's going to be like Christian McCaffrey, 175, 200 yards like Raheem Mostert had in the NFC Championship. I think they're a little bit better against the run than we give them credit for. Who scares me more is is actually Brock Purdy in this game because Joe Barry, and this is why I do think if they get embarrassed, I think Joe Barry should still lose his job. I hate calling for people's job, but like you have Kenny Clark, you have all these guys on that defensive line, Wyatt, right? Like all these high draft picks, and you're still no, no. blitzing. The guy, the guy to point at right now is Rashawn Gary. He's got a half a sack in six freaking weeks. A half a sack. If, yeah. if there's anybody to point at and go, what the hell? Rashawn Gary's that guy. Like, if they're going to win this game, Rashawn Gary's got to have two or three sacks. Like, he's yeah. got to be our Joey Bosa in this game and create havoc. And Trent Williams is the man. That right side of the line, not so good. They can attack the right side of the line and win one-on-one matchups. So that's what has to happen on the defensive side of the ball. Sorry for interrupting you. Go ahead. No, I was had that all about I've been saying that about San Francisco. There's not a perfect team. There's not a great team in the NFL because you could even pick the Niners apart. Trent Williams is great. Even at his age, he's the best left tackle in all football. But like you said, man, the interior and the right side of that offensive line aren't great. Why people don't realize that, they don't actually watch. Dude, go back and watch that Baltimore game on Christmas Day. Brock Purdy, they created havoc. But that's because Mike McDonald, who's their defensive coordinator, is so good. They could play heavy zone and they could play a ton of man. They could blitz, but they could also get natural pressure. Clowney is having a ridiculous season, and it also yeah, helps. Yeah. They, could, they could stop the run, dude, so they could play too high shell. They could play whatever they want. Green Bay, you know, Joe Barry is limited with what he could do, but at the same time, man, like, you look at that defensive line, and you talk about, like, Rashawn Gary, they have to get natural pressure because Brock Purdy yes. kills the blitz. You brought up that offensive line. The reason nobody talks about the offensive line struggling on the interior is because Brock Purdy gets rid of the ball in under three seconds. And that's why you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't in this matchup, though. You know, like, Jair's not going to be 100%. Eric Stokes, I'm going to call him a bust. Is that fair? Well, Stokes is out. He's on yeah. Well, I know, I know, but what I'm saying is, like, he's not out, he's not out there. I'm just until right. proof otherwise, he's a bust. Um, how bad, when you think about it, man, I know that they were three and six at one point, but we traded, they traded Rasul Douglas, yeah. man. They traded Rasul Douglas. We could really use Rasul Douglas. He's not playing for Buffalo. Right, but we don't know that he gets hurt if he's in Green Bay. But you know what I'm saying? Well, who knows? Just saying he's not playing. What I'm saying is this matchup sucks, and this is what I'm concerned about. Again, Joe Barry in the defense going against Kyle Shanahan with extra time to prepare. 
He said at the podium at his presser that he started preparing for this game in the second quarter, which was a shot to the Cowboys. They hate Dallas. We all do. Uh, but if you play heavy man against them, Brandon Ayuk is going to absolutely kill you. Brandon Ayuk is one of the best wide receivers in football. Nobody talks about it. If you play zone, which we're going to have to, they're going to have to, McCaffrey's going to kill you. George Kittle's going to kill you. And Debo Samuel is going to kill you. So that's why I just hate this matchup. It has nothing to do with Jordan Love and the offense. They've been How elected. did they lose five football games? The Niners? They, they didn't win. They didn't lose one football game. They didn't lose two. They didn't lose three. They lost five freaking football games throughout the course of this season. Five. And yeah. everybody talks about them like they're 16 or 17 and all, 15 and two. They lost five freaking games. And I know Trent Williams was hurt and Debo was hurt. Dude, look at all the Packer injuries they've overcome to try and make this freaking thing work in order to get to the playoffs, too. Everybody's been hurt. But again, Brock Purdy, go be the guy. Three seconds or less. Okay. So Trent Williams yeah. is in there. So get rid of the damn ball. Three seconds or less. Oh, wait. You were throwing interceptions in those games. Again, I'm not sitting here saying that I think the Packers are going to win. All I am saying is I feel like people are building this team up to be way better than they actually are. And maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe they'll walk through and win the Super Bowl and everything will be great. I just, five losses. That's a lot. I mean, it's not like one team got him. Several teams got him. That's a lot of tape to go over and look at and go, how do these teams get at him defensively in different scenarios? And what can we do to try and mimic that to a certain degree? Well, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. I'm sorry. You could beat them, dude. You could take shots down the field, especially how Jordan loves playing. You got to. Here's the thing, man. This has to be a high-scoring game if Green Bay is going to win the game. Green Bay is not going to win this game. I was debating game. that. I don't know. I was debating that. Uh, what was it? I don't know. The last episode on Wednesday. So who does it favor? You were going to answer it. Does a low-scoring game favor San Francisco or Green Bay? And what about the high-scoring game? Does it favor San Francisco both ways or no? So, I mean, like, we've lost – they've lost both of these. We lost 37-20 in the NFC Championship game, and it wasn't even that close with Rodgers. And then they lost the game right. at Lambeau two years ago where San Francisco didn't even score a freaking offensive touchdown. They should have won that game, but it was special teams. A kick and a punt were blocked for touchdowns. You know what I mean? So, it's it, that's a tough one to answer. But I think this season – like, if this game is in the 50s and that's where the total is, 50 and a half, I think it actually – might favor Green Bay at least keeping it close and having a shot in this game because if it's low scoring, it means Green Bay can't get the run game going, right? It means Jordan Love's under pressure, probably forcing some stuff. There's some turnovers. San Francisco goes up early, 14-0, 17-0, and then they take their foot off the gas in the second half with Christian McCaffrey, you know, with Mitchell with that run game, drain clock, think of, hey, next week, we kind of have a walkthrough to the Super Bowl. I don't know how you feel about Detroit and Tampa Bay, but – I, I want to play one of those Bay right now because here's the scariest thing, dude. Against Dallas, that's who I want. Playing with house money, they're an average 25 years old. This is the youngest yep. team to win a playoff game since the merger back in what 70. And right now, like they have nothing to lose. San Francisco has everything to lose if they don't get it done this year with this roster. I don't know that everybody's back again next year. Green Bay, they're not even supposed to be there right now. Look at right. how what they need to do is be as aggressive. Like when I knew that they were going to win that game. Not, I mean, obviously Jair has the interception. They go up two scores, but McCarthy was in panic mode because I don't think he expected LaFleur to take ball first. And that's what you got to do again here. Take the ball first, go down the field and score. Then, you know, you put some, they start panicking a little bit because that's not supposed to happen. They get the ball first and march the ball down the field against the Niners defense. We have all this great talent. 
and they go and score on them the first drive, at that point, I think the Joe Shaskies of the world are going to be going, uh-oh. What hey. the hell is going on? Like, we're supposed to be able to get pressure on Jordan Love and everything else. I'll tell you something. He he said something. And again, I don't watch a ton of Niner football. He said something. And this is my curious. I want to see if they have set up plays to where Jordan Love's just going to run. Like, they're going to be pass plays. They're going to send him out. And Jordan Love's going to take off and get out and run. We have not seen any type of game plan in which they had Jordan Love running 9, 10, 11 times a game. And I wonder if that's their kryptonite, if Jordan Love now will have more opportunity to get out and run, where it's going to be like, listen, if one and two aren't open, go. Like, don't worry. If you see grass, go. Because it's going gonna, it's gonna to change how they play defensively. If he rips off a 15-yard run here and a 10-yard run here, they're going to have to adjust, right? Yeah, I mean, he's going to have to use his legs in this game. I'm, that's actually a good call. I'm going to bet him on his rushing yards. I think he's going to have to use his legs in this game against Nick Bosa and that pass rush. I can already tell you what I would do. I, I think LaFleur should come out, and I think that the first play call, first and 10, they should run a little jet sweep with Jaden Reed, right? And San Francisco is probably going to be expecting that because Jaden Reed had no receptions, didn't do anything. And the reason was um, – I'll get to that actually in a second because I went back and watched the game and what they did, the game plan they had against Dallas was fascinating, but I would do that. And then on second down, I take a deep shot down the field to Christian Watson and what's see how healthy he is. Right. Hopefully his hamstring holds up to make the route. Well, right. But like I'm taking that shot right away and maybe we get a DPI, you know, and and sell the flag if need be. But I want to take a shot. Like I want to be super aggressive. I saw though, you know, like what they did, because uh, everybody was wondering where Jaden Reed was, no offense ran more 12 personnel than Green Bay in the wild card round, which is obviously, you know, one running back, two tight ends. Uh, and they ran it on 48% of their plays. And the Cowboys, for whatever reason, would not change their defense. Green Bay averaged 8.5 yards per play, which is why I find it crazy that Dan Quinn is getting head coaching uh, interviews again, dude. Like, San Francisco, though, against 12 personnel, Green Bay is not going to be able to do this. So you're going to have to take shots down the field, and you're going to have to San let Jordan Francisco Love. Has, use his San legs. Francisco has not played a team with multiple tight ends that can do different things like Kraft and Musgrave either. And the Packers have not shown the offense to where both of these guys are out running pass routes and creating havoc. They have not. We have not seen that yet. We're going to definitely see it next year. Whether yeah. or not we see it against the Niners, I don't know. But again, we go back to the Patriots, Hernandez and Gronkowski. They're going to be able to run a lot of stuff that nobody else in this league is running right now. And that's going to change the game a little bit for this offense. Now, does he bring it out in this game and, and use it against San Francisco? And then how does the Niners you know, adjust to that? Because now you're run blocking, you're pass blocking. You're doing, you can do a whole bunch of stuff when you got two tight ends on the field, right? This game comes down to more like coaching than it does the players yes. on the field. You know what I mean? Because Joe Barry, yep. the last couple of weeks, what probably saves his job is he's thrown these curveballs, playing more man on third downs. Getting Jair back healthy was obviously huge to be able to do that. You can't play man against any team without a shutdown corner, without at least a decent yep. corner. And without Jair, they just don't have that. So, like, it comes down to on offense, they're going to have to throw some curveballs, right? Take some deep shots down the field be really aggressive, but on defense, um, you, you know, they're not going to be able to, like I said, um, do the 12 personnel, the two tight end stuff. I don't think against San Francisco, because looking at the numbers against the two tight end sets and one running back, 
if you try to run the ball, they're only giving up 2.9 yards per carry, which is second in the league, 5.9 yards per passing attempt, third in the league, and 4.1 yards per play, which is fourth in the league. So I think it's going to have so to what be. What formation Jim are Walton. they giving up? What formation are they giving up the most runs against or That's the most yards against out of the run? That's what Joe was pretty much saying. So I would probably like spread them out like a lot of like, I would probably have Aaron Jones single back formation, run a lot of trips, you know, probably like Joe said, just spread them out, you know, or I like when they have Aaron Jones even split out and then they kind of bring him back in the backfield. Maybe they'll run some sure. pistol. Who knows? But I do think it's going to be a big Jordan love game. I think probably like the most success that they could have, uh, might become might, might might come from his legs, but how about like some quarterback design runs? The most efficient play in all of football is a quarterback scramble. We all know, but I wouldn't mind seeing Jordan Love on some like read option type stuff because again, I, you could hit San Francisco with some deep stuff down the field, but they take away the the stuff across the middle and they don't let you uh, you know hit those short little routes, those quick little passes. They don't they play tight man coverage. They don't let you do that. Take a quick time out. We'll come back. We'll make our predictions for the divisional round. We got the expert, Ryan Horvath, here. He'll give us his thoughts uh, on the four playoff games coming up this week. And that's straight ahead here on Curd and Long. Download it on your Odyssey app, wherever you download your favorite podcast at. Check us out on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Like, follow, subscribe, hit the bell for notifications, all that fun stuff. Back after this on Curd and Long. Hey, it's C Sparky Fiber, 1250 AM, The Fan, along with my guy Ryan Horvath from BetMGM tonight. Check him out weeknights, part of the BetQL radio network with Nick Ashu and Trista Crick. They give you all the betting and tips uh, that you may want inside of a game. Look ahead to West Coast games, whether it be college basketball or NBA or whatever the case may be. Uh, so make sure to check them out. All right, time to make our predictions for the game. Uh, I, I'll We'll just do the Packers first. Uh, and I know I should do the Packers last based on everything you're taught in radio. I don't care. I'm sick of talking about this game. Uh, all right, so I'll, I'll go first. I'll say the Niners win. Uh, I've picked against the Packers last, what, four weeks, five weeks, whatever. Miles will keep it up. Uh, Niners win. I'll say they win 31 uh, 24 over the Packers in this one. 31 24 Niners over uh, the Green Bay Packers. I, I, I don't know, man. Like, I'm not there on the whole. There's no way they're going to win this game. Like, I, I just, the way they're playing, man, they've been in a winner go home mentality since the Viking game. That's how they've, they've had to play because their playoff hopes were pretty much done after the Tampa Bay game, actually, the Carolina game. After the Tampa game, it was pretty much you lose another game, your sub 500 season's over. And they've rolled off what, four straight wins and that mindset. So it's not like they're not used to playing in this mindset. And Jordan Love. In San Francisco, family and friends in attendance, kind of like when Rodgers would play there. So he's got some of that family and stuff there in the stands, a little bit more motivation on top of all that. They they don't see this as a situation where there's any pressure on him, just like Dallas. Uh, but yeah, I'll say they lose by seven. Uh, uh, all right, Horvath, go ahead. Um, I'm going to go Niners 42, Packers 14. Uh, I think Green Bay gets beat up because... My entire life, that's what happens against San Francisco. Maybe Jordan Love does what Aaron Rodgers can never do and goes in there and actually wins this game. I just I think this is a really bad matchup. I don't know that they're going to be able to limit Nick Bosa the way they did Micah Parsons because Dallas you know, didn't have Chase Young on the other side. 
They didn't have Hargrave. You know, San Francisco just has too many dudes. That's what this comes down to. I agree. They're not a perfect team. And it, maybe Green Bay does pull off the upset. But I just think this is a bad matchup. George Kittle is one of the best red zone weapons in the NFL. He has the second highest touchdown total of any tight end over the last three years. He scored 23 touchdowns in 45 games. Green Bay allowed Jake Ferguson, granted a lot of it in garbage time, to catch 10 balls for, what, over 100 yards, three touchdowns. And maybe they do take away George Kittle. Or maybe George Kittle doesn't have to do anything because Debo eats or Brandon Ayuk eats, you know, or Christian McCaffrey eats. That's the thing. They just have so many guys. And Green Bay is so young. And kind of how I feel about the Texans. You know, Jordan Love, greatest first playoff game. You know, you could say, though, at least his was on the road. C.J. Stroud was at home. But this is a big ask going into San Francisco and beating this team. So I'm going to go Niners. I can't figure out. I can't figure out how they lost five games. As unbelievable as this team sounds, five different times they lost football games. It's hard to believe, folks. It really is. I mean, this team, by listening to everybody, should be undefeated. Average margin of victory, probably 35 points based on all the superstars and pro bowlers they've got. It is really amazing that they lost five times in one season for as great as they are. Anything short of a blowout at this point, I'm going to laugh at. If they don't blow out the Packers and they win by seven or ten points, I'm going to laugh because there are so many people that are thinking the Packers have a hell of a chance in this thing. Uh, yeah. I, I, again, I have nothing against the Niners. I could care less. I, Shanahan, I don't mind Shanahan. I don't mind any of their players, nothing like that. It's just all this media vibe just absolutely wanting to bury this game. So if the Packers get blown out, they were supposed to. If the Packers keep it close and it's anybody's game in the last three minutes, I'm going to be laughing on my couch going, no matter what happens, everybody can shut the hell up now going forward. Uh, okay, so let's talk about the next game uh, in the NFC, uh, a game I really don't care about, uh, in Detroit uh, and Tampa Bay. Uh, because, look, if the Packers win, I want Tampa. Just telling you right now. If the Packers win Saturday, I want Baker Mayfield's butt back, and we'll go there. That's fine. Uh, and we'll play them for the NFC Championship game in Tampa. Let's see him do a perfect passer rating again. I bet you money it doesn't happen a second time. So, yeah, I want Tampa if the Packers win. If the Packers lose, then I want my boy Jeff Rieger to be happy. So then then I'm good with the Lions winning. Go ahead. Imagine if Jordan Love does beat the Niners, and then he beats the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to go to the Super Bowl, right? The two teams that have knocked off Rodgers the last yep. couple of years with his best chance to go to a Super Bowl. Um I'm going to do what nobody's done all week. Give me the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, not only to cover the six and a half, to pull off the upset. What nobody's talking about is how good the Bucs defense has been since they got their main dudes back, right? Vita Vea. They still got a lot of guys from that Super Bowl team. And I like going into the year, I was like, sure, the Bucs could suck, or they could be last year's Seahawks, right? You have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and that's why I'm picking the Bucs, man. Mike Evans didn't do anything last week, I know, and he always bounces back after a stinker, and I love this matchup. He's going to be going against Cam Sutton, and if you look at Cam Sutton's pro football focus grade, sorry, J.J. Watt, I know you don't like that. It's uh, 55.6. Also, Cam Sutton, five foot eleven, The tallest defensive back they're going to be able to put on Mike Evans on the outside is five foot eleven. So I think he's going to eat. You know that Todd Bowles is going to want to blitz Baker Mayfield. In that first game, they only scored six points. They lost that game 26. Everybody's already penciling in Detroit because they're at home. I think Tampa's going to pull off the upset, man, and it's going to be more pain for Lions fans. And I keep hearing everybody, including Packer fans, like, oh, you know, I like this Lions team and Dan Campbell, and they deserve – no. 
we don't cheer for teams in our own division. You guys are going soft. Everybody wants to rip me because I didn't want to back up quarterback four years ago. Rip yourselves. You're embarrassing yourselves with this nonsense. Tampa Bay 27, oh. Detroit 24. Go Bucks. I don't care. Go Baker Mayfield. That's my guy, too. I love Baker Mayfield. About time. I've got people. no problem with. I've got no problem rooting for the Lions if the Packers are out. If the Packers are in, then I want Mayfield's butt in the NFC Championship game. Then I want the Packers to beat that, beat him, uh, and, and have a day because that'll be Joe Barry's revenge game to shut all this all this nonsense up. Because that's when this all kind of spiraled out of control on Joe Barry was that Baker Mayfield perfect game in Lambeau. All right, AFC side, uh, Lamar Jackson, who normally sucks in the playoffs. Uh, his chance uh, to try and right a wrong uh, and beat the Houston Texans with C.J. Stroud, who's played really well. That Ravens defense is really good, obviously. Uh, so uh, who do you like there? So the Ravens are the team that you're talking about the Niners being, right? I agree with you on the Niners. They're not a perfect team. Ravens should be a perfect team. They no beat themselves. They beat themselves. Yeah, I know you're a Lamar hater. I can't wait till he wins the Super Bowl. In the playoffs? No, I've, we've watched him in the playoffs. He's not good in the playoffs. He he great right? He's a quarterback. When he gets to the playoffs, playoffs, not the same guy. Not the same guy in the playoffs. Just saying. He's been there twice. He he. All right. Well, yeah. Okay. God, I love this argument. Last time he was in the playoffs, he was throwing the ball to Devin Duvernay, right? Like, look at these bums he was throwing the football to. Now he has Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham Jr. Mark Andrews is going to well, play. No excuses this, this time. Mark Andrews is playing. Oh. No excuses. If Lamar, okay. Mark Andrews, I don't game, think he's playing. Ryan, they announced him out. I don't think he. I don't think he's playing. It don't matter. Mark Andrews, Isaiah <laughs> Likely, it don't matter. Lamar's going off in this game. So, Baltimore literally this season should be undefeated. They've only beat themselves, right? They hung fifty plus on Miami in a game where Miami needed that game for home field advantage yep. in the number one seed. You knew Miami, if they were going on the road, they were going to get clobbered. Um, Lamar, the offense, really good with Todd Monk and Colin plays. But it's the defense. Nobody's talking for whatever reason about the Ravens' defense. And I know everybody doesn't love the DVOA stuff, but they're historically good. C.J. Stroud was awesome in his first playoff game. He was also at home. If you look at the Browns' home road splits, not great when they were on the road. They gave up a ton of explosive plays. Baltimore does not. Baltimore is going to get pressure on C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud is really good against cover two defense, against cover three defense. I know the Browns play the highest rate of man, but they don't have the horses that the Ravens do, even without Marlon Humphrey. They could also get natural pressure. C.J. Stroud, when pressured, quarterback number 48 in the National Football League. I love him. I'm a member of the Stroud boys, but that means like like Zach Wilson's grading out better. So uh, I'm going to go with the Ravens, and I think that they win this game by 10 points. So I'll go Ravens. 27 Texans 17. Wow. That's amazing. You're pretty much talking the exact same way as far as down about the Texans as you were about the Packers, and you have the Packers losing by three times as I'm much. not that's so, okay. not a knock on the Packers. I just I I hate the matchup against San Francisco because of Joe Barry. If you if Mike Vrabel, if they if Joe Barry gets kidnapped before the game and Mike Vrabel's the defensive coordinator, I'll pick Green Bay to upset San Francisco. <laughs> I am not picking yeah. Joe Barry against Kyle Shanahan. All right? Yeah. No, like, the homer in me won't even allow – the Joe Shinolsky or whatever, he won't even yeah. let me do that. <laughs> I understand. Uh, okay, the, the last game, one that everybody's excited for, uh, Josh Allen against Patrick Mahomes. I don't trust Josh Allen. Rami Makhlouf has won me over on his Josh Allen take uh, over the last uh, couple of years. Uh, without Brian Dable, who apparently is a complete idiot to work for based on the reports I've been reading at uh, New York. Uh, but 
so I, I don't like Kansas City's wide receivers. I love Rice. Good player. Um, Kelsey hasn't been Kelsey as much uh, this year either. Uh, so I, I just don't trust Josh Allen not to throw two or three picks in this game. So I, I guess I'll, I'll go Mahomes uh, and the Chiefs somehow, some way to figure out how to win. I don't know spreads. I don't know any of that stuff. That's all Horvath. Uh, go ahead, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, anytime you give me Patrick Mahomes plus three, even if I don't like the matchup, I'll be uh, rooting for the anti-hero. I think uh, Kansas City wins this game, and I'm not going to be shocked if they end up winning the Super Bowl, to be honest with you. You know, like they lead the league in drops, but Rasheed Rice is pretty good. Kelsey, looks how long. is that offense ever going to score on San Francisco's defense? Who, uh, Kansas City? How? With what? Well, I don't. Score I don't really think that they have less weapons than Green Bay does. I bet before the season, I bet this Super Bowl matchup exact. So I'll be rich if this happens. The Buffalo Bills against the San Francisco 49ers. So no chance that happens, especially with my recent luck, where I can't even make it to work without my freaking tire popping <laughs> off. You think I'm going to get the exact Super Bowl matchup? Probably but if not, Kansas no. City wins the stupid game, right? <laughs> and we're Mahomes and his Kermit voice. We're watching it again because you can't kill him, right? He's like the classic like movie villain. You think he's dead and he just gets back up. I have no idea how they even would beat Buffalo, to be honest with you. Um, But Buffalo is not a perfect team. I'll say this. If Josh Allen and the Bills don't beat the Chiefs this year and at least get to the Super Bowl, I think that they should fire McDermott. Uh, Okay, fine. They were quick to fire Ken Dorsey, dude. I mean, like... I I have... I have nothing. Years? I have no ties to Sean McDermott. If you want to fire McDermott, go ahead. Doesn't matter to me. I mean, he's weird. We don't got to get into that. And then, how many more times do you choke in the playoffs? Because the Bills have the more talented team this year. But yep. we'll see. Because I mean, the, the the Chiefs blitz at the seventh highest rate. Josh Allen should be able to pick that apart. If he doesn't, then I think Rami's onto something. I like Josh Allen. He throws a ton of picks. He's like Favre. You know? Yes. Correct. He's a gunslinger. I like that, though. You know, I mean, he also lost a lot of playoff games for the Packers, and then finally got That's his Super Bowl and should have got another one. Yep. And but, maybe Josh will get one, but when Josh gets one, I bet you he doesn't have to go through Mahomes to get it. That's my guess. You know why uh, Favre didn't get that second one? Why? Because Mike Shanahan was an offensive genius, just like his son Kyle Shanahan's an offensive genius, and that's why I can't pick the Packers because they knew the best player on that field was Leroy Butler. So they took him out of the equation, and then they figured out the other 10 guys out there at that stage of their career were just Jags. And that's why the Shanahan family, kind of like the Gillespie Horvath family, football geniuses, Spark. He is Ryan Horvath and a humble Ryan Horvath at Ryan Horvath on Twitter. You can follow me at Sparky Radio. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for tuning us in and uh, should be fun to see what happens coming up on Saturday night. Have a good one. Toodles.